Welcome to the Thrive Project Podcast. Here we are on a journey together to discover wholehearted and meaningful living. The stories of others become our guides as we pursue our passions, forge our paths, and ultimately walk in the fullness of life. I am so glad you have joined me today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Thrive Project interview. So excited you guys are here with us. And I am so excited because I have my amazingly good, awesome, wonderful friend, Chris Lazat, with us. Welcome. Hey. (laughs) So Chris is amazing. He is so important in my life. He is a musician, a worship pastor, just such an amazing human being. Um, He's been mentoring me for the past few years at our church in worship leading. It's been such a fun time. Mm. So... Here, awesome. she is a pumpkin pie. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> so, I wanted to have him on today because he just carries so much kindness, wisdom, and just an amazing story. And I think he leads his life with so much humility and servant heartedness and an ability to really use your gifts while allowing other people to use their gifts and fostering and encouraging them forward. Mm. So, I think that's what you do really well. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to learn from him and his story and who he is and the life journey he's had and the lessons he's learned because that's what it's all about, learning from each other's stories. Mm. Mm-hmm. So much to learn. So tell us a little bit about you, what you do currently, and then I want to get into kind of your story and like how you found direction and kind of how you got where you where you are today. Hmm, that's a lot. I know. Um, <laughs> I currently lead worship at a Little Church by the Sea mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. And also I lead worship at Calvary Chapel Montebello mm-hmm. in East LA. And that's kind of my main thing. Um, and I've been leading worship for years. I don't know how many years. A lot of years. A lot of years. <laughs> um, I was I led worship for years in the Vineyard Movement, mm-hmm. and I've written songs for their company, their thing, and um, so I've been doing that for a long time. And and uh, I um, makes some part of my income is from royalties, writing songs mm-hmm. and things like that, and then part of it is worship leading. But, mm-hmm. um, my love is, is, uh, it was worship leading for a long time and now it's just being a worshiper, mm-hmm. which is more of like something I wish I learned when I was younger. I'm still learning it, but, but mm-hmm. to be, you know, um, it's not, uh, it was a career kind of thing and now it doesn't feel like a career. It feels like a a blessing. Mm. You know, the older I get, it's mm-hmm. more of a something that I get to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like that's kind of what you hear people say, you know, like, don't do something just to do something. Do something you would do if you weren't even paid for it, just like mm. because you love it. Yeah. And I think that's that's the best thing if you can find that, you know, yeah. doing that thing that you just love. Was that always like did you always kind of know from a young age, like, I think I want to be a worship leader. I want to do music. 
Well, yes. When I was 18, I moved to Colorado with a few buddies just mm-hmm. to go ski. Mm-hmm. You know, and we moved there just for a, one season. And I, a friend of mine gave me a guitar, and so I just sat and played guitar a lot. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get serious about playing until I was 18. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved home, um, I got in this really terrible band. <laughs> and, and we started playing at churches. Because back then, um, Christian music, and we were playing like new wave ska kind of music. It was really new in the church, Mm -hmm. that kind of style of music. And so so you could be terrible and get gigs. (laughs) That's awesome. And um, so I did that, and I I just fell in love with it. So that's when I was like, oh, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So from then on, it was really like my passion, even though I do other jobs just to make money, you know, Mm -hmm. I was my real love and what I wanted to do was music. Wow. So have you ever had any other thing that you're like, oh, I kind of want to go this direction or have you kind of been on this path and been like, this is my thing and I'm just in my groove? It's kind of always been music, but Mm -hmm. I mean, my father was a a home builder Mm. and I worked for him while I was doing music for some years. And I really loved that too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I saw that, hey, I could enjoy this mm-hmm. you now, but music was even more. Mm-hmm. So I went that way. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like your, uh, um, your recording journey, cause you've done a lot of albums. So tell us kind of about that journey and and um, what you liked about that and what you learned through it and everything. Okay. Well, recording back when I started in music, it was very expensive. Mm-hmm. And um, just to go do a demo tape, I, I lived in L.A. for a while, with a, and I was in a band up there, and, and we would just save all our money and try and go do three songs or mm-hmm. something. And back then... Um, there was no home recording equipment. So mm-hmm. you'd have to go to a big studio and mm-hmm. pay money and you'd have to record on this big two-inch tape, you know. Oh, my gosh. And um, like <laughs> 20, 24 tracks on two-inch tape. So it was these big reels like this. Wow. And um, and each of those reels would hold maybe three songs at the most. Mm-hmm. And each reel was $300 for a reel. So wow. Um, for us, yeah. you know, working whatever jobs... It was just a lot. And then <laughs> paying studio time and all that. So. Yeah, man. But it was, what I loved about it was it was worth so much. Mm-hmm. It was so special because it was yeah. a sacrifice to do it. Yes. You know? And um, where today, you know, you have your Pro Tools over there and you can mm-hmm. record anytime you want. Mm-hmm. It's still cool yeah. and it's really convenient. But but then it was like precious, you mm-hmm. know. And um so then from then then on, um, after I was in the band up in L.A., I uh, was asked to do some records for this label in Anaheim called Vineyard Music mm-hmm. as a solo artist. So I did some records with them. Mm-hmm. And then my brother-in-law and his wife had a label, and they asked if I'd want to come over there, and I did some records for them. and. And then went back to Vineyard Music and did records for them. And mm-hmm. so the whole time, it was great. Every record was totally a different experience, mm. different producers or different musicians on the records, which was always fun. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten to play with some really 
incredible musicians that are my friends that's um, been fun because they do things that I can't do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that collaboration yeah. is so fun. Yeah. And then now, your last album you just released like a year, you know? It's two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. That was a good one. Thanks, you sang on it. I did. That's why it was so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and now... Chris is actually helping me record my first album, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. Such a blessing. I'm like, so blessed. And it's been really fun. We're just in the beginning stages. But it's so cool to have your expertise and your knowledge and all the years you've been in it and just get to create something together. Yeah. It's so fun. It's fun working with you. It's so fun. So one thing that I thought was so cool me and Chris, uh, I did an interview with him when I was in college, and um, I was doing a project on musicians and fame and just that whole kind of journey of um, what does it look like to be a musician but not seek fame because it can become tied together. And we talked a little bit about the importance of the small things and finding significance in those, and sometimes it's so easy I think in certain uh, arenas more than others, but to just see the big things as the important thing. So tell us a little bit about like your journey with that and just your heart and like what you've come to like teach me about that and everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I sought after fame Mm -hmm. when I was younger and it wasn't so much I was saying I want to be famous, Mm -hmm. but you want to be, everyone wants to be validated. Yes. You know, everyone wants to feel like they've done something important yeah. or, or what they do makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's just a, it's a kind of a, a rough way to navigate it is rough just because, um, you know, we're only human and our heads can get messed with and mm-hmm. we can start to believe uh that we might be better than we are or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's just, it, as Christians, it's kind of like our whole goal is to, you know, present Christ with our lives. And so mm-hmm. it's all about, like, less of us and more of Him mm-hmm. and all those catchphrases or whatever. But it is a kind of a downward mobility instead of an upward mobility Mm -hmm. in a sense of like, you know, we're called to serve and to follow Jesus. But Mm -hmm. if we follow him and what the life he lived, he lived this life of like becoming this king that became a man Mm -hmm. that died on the cross for our sins. Yeah. And so his whole trajectory was like this Mm -hmm. for our sake. Yeah. And so... It's such a tough and weird thing because even as Christians, everyone wants to mm-hmm. build you up to go this way. And so I'm not saying that's wrong. It's just it's hard to um, it's hard to navigate. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it's kind totally. Of, you know, because I, I feel like we're, you know, the Bible says we're called to share in the sufferings of Christ. Mm-hmm. So even things that uh, even the church, I think, <clears throat> can get confused is that if we're 
Christians and we're children of God, then we should experience all the blessings. And, mm-hmm. and the blessings, that's true. It's just that sometimes the blessings don't always feel like blessings at mm-hmm. the time because there is something about like God, you know, changing our hearts, mm-hmm. allowing suffering to do a perfect work in us. Yeah. Allowing things like like your voice, you know, mm-hmm. that's having a tough time. Yeah. To do something in us that maybe uh, we wouldn't allow to happen. Yeah. If that wasn't going on. Yeah. So. So true. I'm reading. I'm reading a book by Bob Sorge, oh, who's yeah. the one who lost his voice. His, he lost his voice. He he had um, vocal nodes or something. Got a surgery and then it went wrong and they basically severed his vocal cords. So now he just can't speak at all. And I mean, his story kind of scares me because I'm like, ah, like I would never want that to happen, right? But his book is called Between the Lines and he's talking about um, a, like God writing a story with our lives and how in a story there's always gonna be conflict and resolution and how we just want like things to just be good and happy like now, right? Yeah. And God's like, I'm writing such a beautiful story with your life. and. Beautiful stories have to have the longing and the waiting and the, and the suffering and the conflict for there to really be actually meaning to the ending and and to those like victories and everything. So I thought that was so interesting and it helps give you such perspective for those types of things in your life. Like yeah, we would have a boring story if everything was just like, yay, good. Yeah, I mean, even Bob Sorge, you look at his life he was a worship leader, mm-hmm. songwriter, mm-hmm. and you know the the impact that that his story and the books he's written because of his suffering, mm-hmm. yeah, is so much bigger than yeah. it would have been, yeah, probably if he didn't have this suffering. Yeah, I know it's pretty crazy how suffering really can produce so much fruit, but you just don't want it sometimes. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I don't think any of us would choose it. Yeah. But in his mercy, he might allow stuff in our lives that we wouldn't choose mm-hmm. for the sake of the kingdom, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Which is really like what is worth living for, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So true. I have to remind myself all the time, every day, to be heavenly minded. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to do, but mm-hmm. but it's really like, it's everything. It's our future. Mm-hmm. You know, this life is so, so short. Yeah. And eternity is eternal. You know, it's mm-hmm. forever. And to live like, you know, Jesus gives us this help mm-hmm. by inviting us to be heavenly minded and to um, not put too much stake in the things of this earth. Yeah. It's helpful to to be, you know, to know that information mm-hmm. and to be reminded of that. Because then it helps us with perspective of when disappointment comes, yep. or when suffering comes, how to navigate that mm-hmm. and how to how to live out this life um, with those things that are inevitable. They're yeah, gonna, they're going to hit us all. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it changes your perspective so much because I think you know even part of this pro- uh, this project project I mean podcast project is about. <laughs> you know, talking about living a life of significance and meaning and thriving and all that. But I think in our society, there's such an idea that thriving and and having significant life means 
being on top and reaching your potential and being successful in the world's eyes, right? And it's like, how do we shift our mindset to see significance for truly what it is? Yeah. And and like you said, it's like, you know, even with music, it's like, okay, if I'm going to be significant, that means I'm going to be famous and so many people are going to hear my music and all that. But truly, like, what does it really look like to lead a life of significance? And I think it does. It includes the suffering and it just, it's kind of like we talked about seeing the significance in the small things rather than always thinking the big thing is going to be what's significant. Once I get there, once I'm doing that, that I've thought of then, I'm like significant, you know? So how do you find like what you do? Where do you find the most meaning and fulfillment and significance in your life? I, sadly, it was later in life that I found that, um, you know, I actually enjoy worship the most when I'm by myself, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm just with me and God. And, and uh, I wish I discovered that earlier, mm-hmm. you know, but it is what it is. And I think... Um, I think just finding his presence and not always, mostly not feeling it, to mm-hmm. be honest, but but when the Bible says to draw near to me and I'll draw near to you, mm-hmm. I find probably the most significant times in my life are when I make a decision to draw near to him. Mm. And like I said, most of the time I don't feel like, oh, oh I feel his presence, but mm-hmm. I trust and I believe mm-hmm. that as I'm drawing near to him, that he's drawing near to me. Mm. And so I've, you know, now that I'm getting older and, and, you know, those are the things that I just desire more. Mm-hmm. You know, I still battle my flesh. I still have all the temptations of life that everyone has. It's just that I'm grateful that, that um, he's given me the gift of belief, you mm-hmm. know, faith and like, being able to, even when I don't feel like it or whatever, just to say, no, I, de- I decide to follow him today. Mm-hmm. I decide to surrender every morning and just say, I surrender. Mm-hmm. Not my will, but thy will be done. That's mm-hmm. become like my most um, important prayer Yeah, is because my will uh, isn't good, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it can be okay, you know? Yeah. But, but compared to his will yeah. for my life, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it doesn't compare. I know it's funny how sometimes we think we know what we want, what's going to make us happy. But oftentimes those things are just kind of fleeting. Yeah. And it's really like his work in us that just produces the deepest joy. Yeah. And it's so cool how you come to like learn that and realize that <laughs> as, yeah, as you yeah, go along the-, the journey. And the funny thing is, is like, even all of our hopes and dreams as a human being Mm -hmm. from the things in this earth or on this earth, it's like the more we surrender to his will, it just seems like those things kind of come, you know, it's like, and then they're great, but they're not everything, Yeah, which is just healthier for us. Yeah, We don't make an idol out of it or like whether, you know, like 
Mm-hmm. You know, when it says, seek ye first and all these things will be added unto mm-hmm. you. It's really true. And then it's like he knows how much we can handle. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're really seeking the Lord and then he adds these things unto you that maybe were your heart's desires or still are your heart's desires, mm-hmm. um, maybe you're just in a better place to live in that yeah. world, to, to be able to handle stuff that yeah. you might not have been very good at. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I was rescued from fame, mm-hmm. you know, younger. Yeah. And not that I've ever encountered fame yeah. anyway, but yeah, I mean, like, but in a sense, I, I've seen it ruin so many lives, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or money or yeah. anything like that. And yeah. I'm grateful that some of those things, um, especially when I was younger, mm-hmm. didn't really happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so true. It's like <laughs> the things we think we want, and then you realize, oh, that would have not been been good for me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i have countless friends that are divorced or you know they've just lost everything don't have a great relationship with their kids mm-hmm. or, you know i have a wife and three kids and i can't imagine um i mean i can't imagine because i i know so many people that have had separation in their family mm-hmm. and it's just horrible mm-hmm. painful but like bad relationship with their kids or, you know, mm-hmm. they have maybe two ex-wives, or, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, um, that's rough, mm-hmm. but it, we're all susceptible to those things. Yep. Um, and that's why it is important to like surrender, mm-hmm. just say, not my will, but thy will be done. My will can mess stuff up. Yeah. And, and it's true. Just finding there's, that there's so much significance in like the, your family and those sorts of things. And sometimes we want to reach for significance outside of what we have and we think it's something out there, you know? Yeah. When a lot of times significance and meaning in our life is right here, right, right around us, you know? And it's just if we can have the perspective to see that and to really enjoy it for what it is and like, yeah, kind of revel in that in those things that we have. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like what everyone says, being grateful changes everything. Yeah. But it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that will kind of switch gears, but I love um, about what you do is I think you so, you're so good at lifting others up into their giftings. And so often when we want to find our direction and our calling, we're kind of focused on what is my thing and what's God going to do with my life, you know? But I think that you have such a mindset of community and um, seeing other people flourish. So I just, I love that about what you do. And kind of have you always gravitated towards that or has that been something that you've learned to press into more? I had to learn it. Mm -hmm. And it only happened maybe, well, I don't know if it would only happen this way, but I, I would say it happens because people did it for me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I had people lift me up yep. and mentor me and, mm-hmm. and love me. And so the the joy I experienced from that made me wanna give it away too, mm-hmm. you know? And so like when I see you, mm-hmm. you know, for one, you're just a pumpkin. And two, <laughs> Two, you are so gifted, mm. and what you have is 
unique to you. Mm. And it's special. And so I feel like for me to help you to on your journey, mm -hmm. it's a blessing to me too. I get mm. joy from that, you know. Mm. And when I had friends do that for me or mentors and people that brought me along, um, I just realized that how important that was mm. for my journey, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I think for me it's been such a blessing to have you and just it's really like you said, I think it's caused me to really want to live in that way, you know, and just being so blessed by your mentorship and your time and investment in my life and my giftings. I'm like, wow, like I want to live like that, you know, mm. it's so cool. So thank you for that. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So good. Um, and then another thing I wanted to touch on a little bit too is just finding direction in life. So how have you kind of found like when you're making decisions or um, transitioning or whatever, like how have you found that you hear God's voice or find his direction in those kind of times? I don't always find it. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm just walking in the dark, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, but I know what's truth. Mm -hmm. And so... I go towards that. Yeah. Because it's a, it's kind of like I can't always feel his presence, like I said, or I can't always see the path. But if I follow what's true, mm -hmm. um, the Bible is truth. Yeah. So we have that, which mm -hmm. is like people always want to hear God's voice or, or have a prophetic word and all those mm -hmm. things, which is great. I love all that stuff too. But um, the for sure thing is like we can hear from the Lord every day, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And and it's really probably the greatest gift of God's voice in this world is yeah. His Word. Yeah. So, and that's been a new thing for me in a sense. Like I, I probably, coming out of and being a part of the charismatic, maybe Pentecostal kind of church for so many years, I was always wanting to you know, hear a word from the Lord and all that. And I think I still do. I mm -hmm. still love it. I still believe it. Mm -hmm. you know, I still believe that people are gifted mm -hmm. with prophetic gifting and things like that. But um, I think sometimes I, I would put more weight on that than I would on the word. And yeah. Not a, not more weight that this could be more true, but it, it, uh, I guess, it, I guess it's an innocent thing in a sense where you love to hear someone speak specifically mm -hmm. to your heart, yeah. you know. But I believe the Bible does that too. Mm -hmm. And probably, uh, well, for sure, with no filter yeah. of the human being, of a going yeah. through the human, yeah. the prophetic, prophetic person only sees in part. You mm -hmm. know? And the Bible um, is pure. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I, I think that's really awesome because we tend to forget that sometimes. We're like just asking God, what are you saying? What are you saying? But a lot of times he's like, it's all, I'm saying so much. All of it's right there, you know? Yeah. So going to the Bible and seeking direction there is so important. Yeah. It's really good. Mm -hmm. mm. Yes. And the Bible's so, you know, transformational. Mm -hmm. Like it, it does things in our heart and mind when we don't even realize it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it's so really true. the bread of life. Yeah. Like we're we're actually taking in mm -hmm. Jesus, yeah, 
He is the Word. He is the bread of life. Mm-hmm. So we're actually like filling ourselves with the presence of God. Yeah. So I love that. And like it says, it cuts between bone and marrow. Yeah. And you feel that when you're reading it, sometimes you're like, whoa, this is just like getting straight to the heart, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And then when you, and then when you don't feel anything, mm-hmm. it's still doing that yep. work. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. It's like so, being so beyond us. Yeah. Very, mm-hmm. very beyond. Oh, love it. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So good. So kind of in closing, what would you say, how would you kind of give um, advice to someone either like in my position where I'm like kind of looking for my direction in life, looking for my place of stepping into something that I really love and want to pursue and then, or maybe someone who's farther along in their journey, but is just kind of like not feeling significance or meaning and, and wants to be in that, that place again, what would your advice be? Well, you're, you're doing it, Mm -hmm. you know, like you are like, you're beaming the light of the Lord Mm -hmm. and, and you're taking the right steps, just even like, um, practically taking steps like Mm -hmm. you're recording and you're Mm -hmm. writing music you're Mm -hmm. writing songs you're taking care of your voice you're seeking out counsel what to do about your problem Mm -hmm. with your nodes or Mm -hmm. those things and so so they're all those are all good things to do and i think in the midst of it if our main thing is seeking first his kingdom yeah then we just do our best you know and we'll fail every time and Mm -hmm. you know brushed up and or get picked up and brushed off and mm-hmm. keep going and yeah 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 see so camp first yeah that's pretty much the oh before it's over i got your nose oh no tires oh no i'm not gonna give it back <laughs> no <laughs> gotta go all day without smelling anything yeah exactly so sad no roses oh man <laughs> Oh, well, guys, thanks for joining us. This has been so fun. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Pumpkin. Thank you for being who you are. Just spreading so much love and joy and goodness to the world. You're amazing. You are. Thank you. (laughs) Well, join us next time. This has been so good. 